This is Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need from America's mortgage mentor with more than 35 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. You'll learn to advance your mortgage practice quickly and efficiently. Also, be sure to check out Jen's book, Launch, How to Take Your Business to New Heights. Available on Amazon. For a signed copy, contact Jen at jenduplessis.com. Now, here is certified mortgage planner and CEO of Kinetic Spark Consulting, Jen Duplessis. Hi everyone, welcome back to this episode. I'm your host Jen Duplessis and today I am so excited um, because our guest is a uh, very interesting and dynamic individual. He's done quite a few things but um, I'm going to try to keep the intro a little short so that he can tell you more about himself rather than me sort of reading his pedigree, but um, Chris Salem is his name and Chris is an accomplished business and emotional intelligence strategist. He's a world-class speaker, award-winning author, certified mindset expert, radio show, radio show host, and media personality. Um, he works with corporations, small businesses on overcoming their limiting beliefs so that they can adopt the process to operate within the solution and not manage the problem for sustainable success. So in other words, our limiting beliefs are tethering our magic hot air balloon to go sky high. Um, so he also um, is the originator of the term prospeneur, which is an individual whose health and wealth are in alignment in the way that leads to true prosperity. His book, Master Your Inner Critic, Resolve the Root Cause, Create Prosperity, addresses this and went to international bestseller in 2016. He's also co-authored the recent edition of Mastering the Art of Success with Jack Canfield. His weekly radio show, Sustainable Success, is part of the Voice America Influencers channel. So, wow. Welcome, Chris. We are so happy to have you on this episode. Jen, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, Chris, one of the things that I always start off with, um, because I, uh, I love stories. I'm such a big story teller is sort of your your I mean well with this kind of a, a bio you have a lot of things I'm sure you could tell us but if you could maybe condense it down into a minute or so you know how did you get started and you know and what you're doing I mean, where does it all start and then what was your tipping point that got you to what you're doing now and what your passion is that you're following Sure. Um, well, you know, I, I spent a majority of my career in in the sales arena, uh, representing companies uh, in a, you know a few industries, but primarily in aviation, where I uh, was involved in media and selling media products uh, to the uh, aerospace and then also the commercial aviation industry. Also brokered aircraft, and for me, it was like during the time up in my twenties, I had really struggled with. Um, uh, my level of confidence, even though I had projected this level of high self-confidence, it was completely the other way around. I really was a, was a man without any direction. And while I had a good worth ethic and I was charming, I had the ability to make money and get by and do well. But at the same time, that was not sustainable. I could lose the money as quick as I made it, and I would destroy relationships as quick as I made them. And this was due to the fact that I just was not very content with who I was, always seeking validation from someone that was older than me. Now, this all went back 
to the fact that I didn't have a great relationship with my father. And because I was seeking this, this validation, I never received mm-hmm. it. And as a result of this, it led me through a path of many ways self-destruction. You know, I, I engaged in behaviors that weren't appropriate. It led to bouts of addiction. And it really sabotaged a lot of personal and, and, and business relationships. And even though I had had two near-death experiences, that was not the wake-up call for me. Wow. So my worth ethic and my ability to connect with people is what got me by, but in itself it was not sustainable. And so for me, it was going through a life-changing transformation 20 years ago when my father was diagnosed with cancer. And we were able to make some amends to one another before he passed. He had died at a young age of 56 which I believe was his own limited beliefs that manifested itself from his emotional imbalance that created cancer. And I knew at that point this was going to become me if I didn't get take responsibility and stop pointing the fingers at everyone else, that no matter what happened to me in childhood, that it was my responsibility now as an adult to take ownership of that and to make those changes on my own. And this is what I did. And I embarked on a journey uh, incorporating Eastern Uh, philosophy, meditation, uh, 12-step program, uh, mixed it all together and came up with a process that allowed me to get out of the problem into the solution, to get my subconscious mindset to reveal the root cause to my limited beliefs so that I could then, from the same place, create the solution, develop a plan, and recreate my life to what it was truly meant to be, including my business. Uh, 20 years later, I've never looked back. And my life has completely done a 360 in terms of not only making more money and building a successful career, but also having a loving family and be able to find work-life balance the best of my ability. Uh, What prompted me to make this transition to do this, to teach people this full-time was roughly around seven years ago when my son uh, was roughly at the time four years old. And I knew that this was a time that I wanted to spend some quality time with him to be directly the opposite, where I would spend more time with my son, whereas that where I did not have that growing up. And as a result, I transitioned to becoming a consultant slash coach, or what I call a life and business strategist, or a business and emotional intelligence strategist, where I could work with companies and individuals to show them how they can scale their businesses by getting to the root cause, what holds them back, and to develop the solution from there. And as a result of that, it just allowed me to really create a business or or actually create a business around the lifestyle that I desired. And I was able to serve at the highest level of my existence where it came from my personal experience and my passion. So that's really uh, kind of in a nutshell with the story behind where I was and where I am today. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, and the thing about this is that your story is not unique. You know, there are so many people, myself included, you know, who um, have had to deal, always have to deal with limiting beliefs. I don't know anyone that doesn't have a limiting belief. And anyone that says that they don't is crazy because there's something there, you know. Our parents teach us very, Absolutely. very, you know, certain things. And that, that becomes a limiting belief, whatever they teach you. And um, so it's interesting because, you know, this particular year, 2019, this, is, this has been the year of breaking through um, limiting beliefs for virtually everybody I'm coaching. Um, it seems to be um, 
everybody's taking an internal look at themselves rather than the external of what's going on in the market. And I don't think that's a conscious decision. I think that um, there are just so many uh, circumstances that are happening in the variety of businesses that I, you know, with my coaching clients that um, have pushed that into the internal because uh, there's just so much external pressure, right? And so one of the questions, so let me see if I can clarify this. So one of the questions I want to ask you too is that, um, and, and just your take on it is, you know, in business often uh, people are saying, well, you know, it's not me, it's the market. It's what's happening, you know, it's, it's always the external. It's always someone else's fault that they're not getting to the success that they want. And one of the things that I learned a long time ago is that, um, you know, for me, it was an inside job. And, um, you know, I wanted to have a business that uh, survived and thrived, whether the market was hot or not, right? Whatever was going on in the market, I want to make sure that it, that it had per, perpetual, um, a perpetual foundation that, that would take me to the next level. So what are you finding um, with people? Because as my listeners, you know, are here, there, there may be several of them that are saying, you know, yeah, the market, my market's tough, but, um, you know, it's all, it's all the markets. The reason it's not working is the market. And so what do you say to them to say, you know, how do, how do you change? Because that's what we're going to talk about is how to grow your mindset sure. for performance. How, what, what do you think about that? I and mean, give me some thoughts around what you're yeah. thinking. Well, I mean, like I said, I mean, there's always going to be external factors that are beyond our control, right? You know, there's economic downturns in certain industries, and okay, and these are things that we cannot control. However, that being said, there are people sometimes who have record years in business during those downturns when everyone else is not. Absolutely. So again, mm-hmm. it's all a mindset, right? You know, it's how you look at things and how you do things. So while there are external factors that do are, are known and they're fact, but it also comes down to what is your perception? You know, what is your, where is your mindset in all this? What is your attitude? Do you have gratitude that you're coming from? All of these are factors. And when you're coming from a mindset, a growth mindset rather than a fixed mindset, you have the ability to really raise your level of vibration and to do things within your power you know, knowing that you can make these changes coming from within, even in these economic downturns, to still do well. And it doesn't mean that it's always going to be the case, but, but it's really that you have a different perception on that, so you're able to do that. So uh, these are the things that I look at that you always can control from, what, from within what's coming that you can do to make those changes to make the best of any situation that you're currently in. I think, that, I think that's very interesting. Okay, so... Um, thanks for sharing all of that with us and, you know, being very truthful about, you know, where you came from. And I, again, like, I, I think we all have some kind of story. So talk about the steps that we need to be considering as we're taking, you know, taking this, um, this journey on how to grow our mindset for this peak performance. I mean, is it a, is it a, um, hey, you know what? Okay, I'm going to now start growing um, and I'm just going to do it. So I'm on, I know that there's obviously not just a change of uh, the recognition of it or the awareness of it, but there's some, probably some really important steps that people need to be taking to get themselves yeah. in the right mindset. So share with us, you know, what should we start thinking about as we start going so, in this direction? Yeah. So again, you know, what a fixed mindset it is, it's the things that you do each and every day that you're oblivious to, that you wake up, you do certain things. You do certain things in the morning at your home before you go to work. You get in the car, you drive to work. 
You do things at work. You come home. You do certain things. You come home, that type of thing. These are things that you have to ask yourself, are they serving you or not? And many times when there are things that are not serving your business or your well-being or your relationships, many times these are things that are being done on autopilot that all stem back to limited beliefs that are tied to certain negative emotions that trigger these things that you do over and over and over again. The difference between a growth mindset is to be aware that you're not where you want to be, to be aware that there are certain things that are getting in the way, and that to, to accept where you are and to make a commitment to the process to get to the root cause of what is limiting you and getting in the way. And then from the same place, once you're able to resolve it, that you could create a solution to adopt new habits, disciplines, processes, and systems with a specific game plan or strategy that will allow you on a consistent basis to follow to bring you to where you want to be. So that's the difference between a fix and a growth mindset is what you do on a day-to-day basis that sets you up for success, having a rock-solid foundation of success principles to build from rather than the other way around that are not serving you. That's the difference between a fixed and a growth mindset and where Mm -hmm. to take it from there to fulfill your your desired business and life objectives. Right. So, okay, if I'm understanding this properly, because I want to make sure I kind of reiterate it, maybe you could um, cite some examples as well, but I think it's awareness of what you're doing on a daily basis, these habits. So we have good habits and bad habits, right? And so um, is it... I don't know why all of a sudden stop, drop, and roll came in mind to me, but you know, if, I, if I'm recognizing that I'm doing a habit that I tend to do when I get in a mood of some sort, right, something happens. So let's just say, for example, someone has, um, I don't know, some client said, you know, no, I don't want to work with you. And your, your habit or your, your tendency is to say, well, then I'm not, um, I'm not worthy right? Maybe that's your limiting belief or maybe it's um, I, uh, some other thing, right? I didn't seek their yeah. approval. I didn't get their, pro- I didn't prove to them that I was worthy. And your natural habit is to say, well, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a big bag of chips. And what you're saying, or maybe something even really tough, like I'm going to find, you know, um, a, I'm going to be promiscuous someplace because that's how I deal with yeah, that it's how, how people deal with it. Exactly. Right, that rejection. So, I mean, for all the way from a bag of chips to something that's really dramatic, right? Um, so, so what is the trigger that we need to recognize and have that awareness of that that helps us? And this is why I said stop, drop, and roll. Is sort of like to go stop and think through this and say, this is why I'm doing this, and how do I then turn that to solving the problem and inserting a positive habit or influence? So the key is is that you can't just replace it. I mean, if you do that, you're just managing the problem. The key is to recognize that there are certain things that trigger certain emotions in you. So for some people, it could be anger, whether if it's passive or overt. Uh, It could be shame, guilt, jealousy, envy, or any combination thereof. If any of these emotions are something that you experience on a day-to-day basis over a certain period of time, there are certain things that can trigger that. And that is what we call the trigger. It doesn't mean that's what actually made you angry or shameful or guilty. It was just a trigger. It still all goes back to the root cause 
which mm-hmm. goes back to childhood. It could be tied to a parent, a mother or a father. It could be a combination, but usually one parent over the other or some type of an authoritative figure. So that's where we want to be aware of where that comes from. So if we're going to be making changes, we have to address that and resolve it and then clear the slate, so to speak, so that we can build now a new firm foundation of success with the right habits and disciplines coupled with the processes and systems from mm-hmm. a specific life and business strategy to take you to where you want to go. So it's, this is not like a, a short period of time that you're doing this. This isn't once in a while. This is every day of your life, and it's part of you to the day you leave this earth. So it's, yeah. if you're looking for sustainable success in life, no matter what happens to you, whether if there's an economic downturn, whether if you have a tragedy, that you're still able to see the blessing in that, knowing that when you go through it with the right attitude from gratitude and the right habits and disciplines, you'll actually come, you'll come out ahead rather than the other way around where you get further dragged down into the problem when, when something doesn't go right. So th- it's really, that's in a, in a nutshell of the process Right, itself. right. So how do you clear this, the slate? How do you clear the slate with it? Is it, is it just self-talk every day that does this? Is it a... Um, no, it's action, person? it's consistency. It's being consistent, again, at addressing the root cause and, you know, and, and, and forgiving the source. So whether if that yes. parent is still alive, it's mm-hmm. forgiving the source, not only for them, but more importantly for you. If the, if the source is deceased, it doesn't matter. It, it, their energy is still present. There are many people that have hung on to limited beliefs tied to negative emotions to a specific parent, not realizing it at the time. And the only way you're going to really know is by going through a process of meditation and journaling and other things that are going to allow you to get there to identify with it. Because a lot of times people are not aware where it comes from. That's the process to get there. We haven't yeah. discussed that yet. But that being said, when you are able to address it and release it, fully release it, when anytime when something would trigger those emotions, they don't linger with you. They come and they go. Whereas the, where if you're in the problem, if something triggers anger in you, it could last with you for you know a half an hour, an hour, mm-hmm. all day, yeah. maybe a weekend, maybe a week or a month. Mm-hmm. But in this case, in the solution, it will come, and within seconds, it will dissipate. You don't own it anymore. It just comes and goes, and you're right back in the present moment, yeah. focused on what you can do, looking at the positive with the right habits and disciplines to move forward. Right. You know, and I think that's an interesting and very um, important point right there as well, is that... You know, a lot of times um, I've heard people say, well, you know, I had a break, I had, I broke through, you know, one of my beli- my limiting beliefs. And by the way, we don't have just one, right? But, you know, I broke through a limiting belief and yet I still remember it, right? I, I mean, it, it comes back all the time and they see that as being a failure. And I always, always kind of, yeah, I was going to say, I always kind of compare it to, I'm Catholic, right? So I, com- I compare it to going to confession. <laughs> I, I compare it to going to confession because so many people are like, oh, you're Catholics, you know, telling somebody else. But, you know, I have to I have to say that, you know, if you um, are, you know, confessing your sins to God in your own quiet time, right, and you feel good about it, and then you confess the same sin the next day, and then next week you remember it again and you confess the same sin, it's not off of your plate, you know. It's definitely not no. off of your plate, whereas with you know, Catholics, when we go to confession, we always, we leave and it's like off our plate. We never, ever think about it again because 
it's, I don't know how this happens and I don't care. I'll find out when I go to heaven, but it feels great. I never think about it again, ever, ever. But what you're saying is that in the case of limiting beliefs, if you break through, um, address it, solve it, recognize the triggers, have some forgiving, you know, forgiving the source or engaging with the source, and it, and it does re-enter your mind, that is not failure. That's just you recognizing that it's okay to let it go again. Right. Yeah. The key. The key is, like I said, you know, if we truly resolve the root cause at the source, that it's not that negative emotions will, will never come around. That will be gone forever. No, they'll they'll, but they won't linger. They will not control you. They will come and go. You're you're not you're not held captive or hostage to them because we always have the power to release them. But the thing is, most people don't know how to. This is the way to do it the process of meditation, journaling, engaging in, a, in an organizational task, adopting other healthier habits and disciplines, both in business and your personal life, to get you out of the problem into the solution. That's yeah. the difference. And that's what keeps you present away from the past and the future so that you can be laser focused on the things that you're doing right here, right now, from yeah. clarity. And with clarity, you become more decisive and the more decisive you become, the more you can take massive action. Absolutely, because you're making decisions to move forward instead of just stagnant. Yeah, absolutely. Correct. Right. So what else, what else do we need to know about this shift? Because, you know, someone's listening to this and saying, okay, so I heard him, I heard his process, and I'm going to think about it, and I'm going to have the trigger, and, you know, and I'm going to wipe a clean slate and forgive somebody and maybe talk to them and get an attitude of gratitude, and I'm going to try to put all this together. You know, what, what else is there that we need to be thinking about um, as well, and I think this is probably going to have to do with you know being self-centered, um, not self-centered. Uh, <laughs> that's a, maybe that's a, centering yourself. Well, no, you, you got it. Before you can be an example for others, you got to be that example. So you right. So centering yourself. Centering yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Centering yourself. So, so again, everything. This is a lifestyle change. This is a. This has to be consistent. In order to be consistent, we have to have a plan. We also have to continue to invest in ourselves, whether if that's time or money, whatever the case may be, to further develop our skills and our strengths, not focusing on our weaknesses. It also means that we have to be accountable not only to ourselves, but to certain people that will keep us honest and ah. consistent on mm -hmm. this path towards sustainable success. Mm -hmm. So those are the things that are really important part of this process that are not once in a while, again, they're every day of your life. Right. Yeah, and that's really, that's really key as well. So tell us what you do to help people. I mean, you walk them through this process, but tell us about what the process would be like to work with you. So the process to work with me is obviously you know, to check out my website or, and get to know what I do. I work with entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders individually. I also work with people in groups, also companies. So I show how companies can overcome these issues that lead to communication problems in the workplace, employee engagement, corporate culture, uh, you know, sales performance, those types of things. And then with individuals, I talk about how this affects not only their personal life, but also their business life. So we address it as one so that we can yeah. get people to really operate from the solution so they can be the examples for others to model from to do for themselves. Yeah. That's what I do. So it, it's, yeah. it's an intensive one-on-one -on -one as individuals or working with companies, 
but it always comes back to people. Yeah, to people. It's you. Know, you know what just came to mind is uh, when I'm on an airplane and the oxygen comes down. You have to take care of yourself first so that you can help others around you. Correct. You can't help Whether somebody else clients, if you can't help yourself. Employees. Yeah. Family. And what better way to help somebody coming from the solution rather than from the problem? Yes, right. we can get. We can help people from the problem. We can get by in life coming from the problem. We can do our business managing the problem. But just imagine what we, how much more we can do from the solution as a whole if people really truly grasp this at a mass level. Yeah. We could, our, our society and our culture can elevate to new levels that have never imagined in mankind. And that's the difference. And we have the power to do that. But unfortunately, because of conditioning and everything, a lot of people are ignorant to the fact. So this is why... You see it, why certain people are successful, not just in making money, but in a lot of areas of their life because they understand this process. Right. And you've really helped a lot of big, big, big organizations, nationally known. You see them on TV. We wear their clothes. We use their technologies. We'll just kind of leave it at that. But so tell us, I'd like to, is, well, maybe, and maybe this is part of it, but you originated the term prospenuer. So talk, and I know this is the individual whose health and wealth are in alignment in a way that leads to true prosperity. So rephrase that for us so that we understand what this prospenuer, um, what that life is going to look like for someone who is sure. challenged. So what prospenuer means is it's basically taking this concept of operating within the solution rather than the problem. But what it's looking at is that it puts our wellness first before wealth. So what this means is that there are eight pillars of wellness. There's emotional wellness, physical wellness, spiritual wellness, financial wellness, mm -hmm. intellectual, occupational, environmental. They all affect one another, both in a positive or negative way. If you are in debt or living paycheck for paycheck, will that affect your emotional well-being? Sure. So now you've got yeah. two things out of balance. Now yeah. when you're emotionally unbalanced, you're going to seek comfort food, and now you're going to be physically unbalanced. Right. And when you're physically unbalanced, you're going to feel tired and depressed, and you're not going to stimulate your mindset. So that takes your intellectual wellness out of it. Then you become, have a cluttered mindset, and that leads to your environmental wellness becoming unbalanced because everything in your home, your workplace, and your car is cluttered. So right. all of them affect one another. So if we have the ability to get strike a balance with our wellness, not that it's going to be perfect, but we can think of a seesaw where it just – gently rocks on the axis. That's where you want to be, not at one extreme to the other. And when it, we, if we can align our wellness, strike a balance with that, and align that with our wealth principles, wealth being you know, your wealth itself, making money, uh, yeah. having the freedom that you desire to do the things you love to do, spending time with family, pursuing your passions, these all equal wealth. When we can align those two, that's when we can experience true prosperity. So prospenuer doesn't mean you have to be an entrepreneur. It means that you desire to have this type of lifestyle where you have you strike a balance between your wellness and wealth principles to really experience true prosperity. Right, which is really harmony. Yeah, having harmony Correct. in everything that we do. Yeah, I, I love that. And you're right. Um, and, uh, you know, I was going to say something about that, too, as you were as you were mentioning. And I was saying, so um, my uh, so I wonder if my house we always say that uh, my house is spick and span. 
My desk is spick and span. Every drawer in my house is spick and span. Nothing's disorganized, right? And when you were talking about an unorganized, I'm thinking, you know, is that is that my, uh, we always chalk it up to me being German and being clean, you know, Hazel the cleaner, my husband calls me, right? <laughs> and I'm, I'm wondering if I'm uh, trying to organize other areas of my life through the organization of this one area of my life, you know, I'm wondering Absolutely. if that's a little masking of some things. And I know I have more limiting beliefs. My father was an alcoholic. Um, he had a gun to my mother's head more than more than one time, many, many times. Um, I was called Jenny who ain't got a penny, and that's why I don't let, allow anybody to call me Jenny anymore um, because my, my uncle told me I was destined to be an alcoholic, to be poor, to smoke, um, and I would amount to nothing just like my father. And so my limiting beliefs were very similar to yours, you know, that I had to prove yep everybody that I wasn't going to duplicate history but I also had to validate you know try to get validation from my father that if I was perfect if I was you know a go-getter and I had great grades and a perfect daughter and all of that if I was perfect maybe he wouldn't drink right and it never came to fruition you know I used to hide his cigarettes to try to get him to say you know it's too expensive to buy cigarettes I must be I must be smoking more <laughs> right, and all I did was accumulate packs of, or uh, cartons of cigarettes in my closet that he eventually found, and then I got a spanking for. So, um, but you know, I think that there's just a ton of limiting beliefs out there. But, um, but yeah, I see, you know, and I and I know this as well. But I I love that you're sharing, you know, that one affects the other. I mean, these are all tethered together. They're all affecting and and the unfortunate thing is that we all were five years old and that's when all these limiting beliefs came in because we were uh, domesticated by our parents right don't do this yep. do this that's not right right <laughs> um, it's a complete domestication okay so Chris if ever if anyone would like to get in touch with you and go through this process you know for their team for their company for their do you go to churches or associations and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Work with okay. all communities. Yeah, absolutely. like some group. Yeah. Yeah. Knitters of America or whatever. But if they all are trying to, <laughs> right? If they, if someone's listening and they're saying, hey, this would be great for my group to have, you know, a session like this so that we as a group could elevate ourselves, right? As, a, as an entity itself. So how, what's the best way for someone to get in touch with you? Well, the best way to get in touch with me would be uh, you can check out my website at www.christophersalem.com. Uh, you could also reach out to me uh, on my email at chris, C-H-R-I-S, at christophersalem.com. And I'm also available on social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, great other places to reach out to me, connect. And I'd love to talk to you about what, what's going on with you and what we can do to make uh, your business, your personal life even better and just guide you along the way. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think that I think that'd be wonderful. Okay, so as we sign sort of round, round our things up here, um, what would you like to leave us with? If someone's listening in, they say, gosh, this is a lot of information. I'm going to go check out your website. I want to have a conversation with you. What would be the one thing they say, you know, we're done with this. We're done with this podcast. What could I do right now to start getting in that shift? I would say just to be aware that you're not where you want to be mm. and to accept that it's okay and to commit 
to looking at a process to get out of the problem into the solution, that there is always a solution to every problem, but it always starts and ends with you. That's awesome. So increasing your awareness, you know, sort of like that commercial about the pay it forward, you know, where someone opens the door and so the next person opens the door and it's just that, you know, awareness there. That's, that's awesome. Chris, what's your favorite or not favorite, but just what's a quote that you love that you'd like to share with everyone? We always try to end with a quote. Or- yeah, sure. I have a lot of, matter of fact, I, I place quotes myself on Facebook every day. I, I've been known as the quote maker, so to speak. So I got my own quotes, but I'm not going to use my own quote. But okay. I've always been a big Jack Canfield fan. So I knew you were going there, Chris. I knew you were going to Jack. I always knew that, you know, Jack is always known for the quote, everything you ever wanted is on the other side of fear. And, and I've always loved that quote just because, you know, fear is what keeps people stuck in the past and in the future and managing the problem. So it's really yeah. that knowing that, that on the other side of fear is really who you are and that being present allows you to come from clarity, to be decisive, to take massive action. And that's where being on that other side of fear where the magic happens. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I heard a new, a new, uh, saying for fear because we all know that everybody says false evidence appearing real but I heard I heard a new a new one which is forget everything and release yeah and, um, you know and I think that's really what it is is it's uh, just just forget everything and, and release yeah. let it go it's, uh, <laughs> let it go it's a it's a uh, it's a it's a great and it's an acronym so use the acronym for the positive don't don't give into the word itself get rid the only real fear is anything that puts you in a, in a that, that, that puts your life in danger. That's it. That's true. That's it. That's true. Everything else, everything else doesn't matter. Well, Chris, it's yep. been a pleasure talking to you today. I'm so, I don't know why um, it's, it's sort of a God wink. I call it God winks. Um, this, this whole topic of limiting beliefs and, um, you know, mindset, and we have all heard all of this before, but gosh, it's just very present in my life right now. And, I'm just so grateful. Look at there, the gratitude. But I am. I'm so grateful to have had the opportunity to speak with you today because it just keeps growing deeper and deeper roots for me so that, you know, I can change too. I mean, we're all not perfect. We all have challenges. Nope. And, you know, I love hearing it. And I just want to say thank you so much for sharing it with me and with um, my listeners. Well, Jen, thank you so much for having me today. It's been a pleasure to be here and serve your audience. Thank you so much. Okay. Everybody, thank you again for listening in. And listen, if it is your first time here, we welcome you. If it's your 100th time or 300th time, I want to say thank you so much. And thank you so much for all of the kind comments that I hear um, from everyone about um, the podcast and how it's changing your life. And I just say thank you over and over again. Um, And I also want to remind you, if you have a few minutes, take a few minutes and share this podcast with someone else who needs to listen in and please don't forget to write a review that's always very helpful for us and it lets me know what you're interested in hearing in so hope you have a fantastic day and again Chris thank you so much for joining us today thank you thank you for listening to mortgage lending mastery 
Looking to streamline and launch your practice by accessing Jen's tools, courses, classes, presentations, and resources? Visit jenduplessis.com to learn about the features and benefits thousands of other professionals have experienced by enrolling in Jen's lifetime membership program. Isn't it about time you consider a coach to take your business to new heights? Contact Jen to start your application process today. Thanks again, and be sure to tune in next week.